In today's show, we're having a look at the NBA schedule, what it means for fantasy basketball drafts, which teams are good, which teams are bad, how much importance you should place on this. Michael Bolton wants to hear about it as well. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me as always on Twitter at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. We're going to be looking at the NBA schedule what it means for fantasy basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them that Locked On sent you. I'm also brought to you by Basketball Monster, and today is the day. Basketball Monster is open. Our subscriptions are open for the new season. My projections are live. They will get updated every single day from now until the end of the NBA regular season. They'll get updated every single day. We've got an article out there at the moment, our first mock draft of the season, a 12-team, 9-cat, 14-round mock draft, where I've analyzed every round, every pick, every team. And more articles will be going up. Matt's position tiers are up as well. Matt Smith, who you know, and we'll do a podcast on that as well in the coming weeks. So they're up on the site too. There's player comments on basically 400 NBA players from myself. And if you get the second projection set from Kyle as well. So go and check out basketballmonster.com and you can check out all of my projections. Now, what we're going to do today is we are going to talk about Schedule. Now, I'm going to throw a gigantic disclaimer out there, and I think it's really important to know. Be really careful with the schedule. And I'll tell you why, because people absolutely obsess over it. People think it is the be-all and end-all, or what's their playoff schedule. And in the end, it actually doesn't matter that much. Now, that sounds like a stupid thing to say when I'm doing a whole podcast on it, where I'm saying, guys, what I'm saying here is bullshit, because that's not exactly what I'm doing. There is, there is things to pay attention to, but people absolutely get so fired up about it and they put to- so much attention on it for something that's going to happen in March or April that realistically you just need to take it with a little bit of a grain of salt because players can get injured. Players can get traded. Schedules may change based on COVID. Who knows if there's going to be postponements this year? We have no idea. If someone has a 12-game playoff schedule versus an 11-game playoff schedule, is it really that much of a difference to get one extra game when that 12 guy might sit anyway? And you can make up games through streaming and you can make up, make up games or deal with game discrepancies through punting strategies. It really isn't as big a deal as it's often made out to be. Now, it can be. And when we're looking at things in terms of who we're adding for the week, finding out who plays the games, how many they play, and when they play them, which is vitally important when you're looking on a, on a micro week-to-week basis... When they play those games is super important. and But if you're drafting anybody based on their playoff schedule alone, it's not going to work well for you, especially if you're talking outside the first couple of rounds because values outside of those ranges change a lot. They might be waiver wire guys. They, you might get dropped. They might get traded. They might get injured. So all this time and effort that you've passed over a better player because someone has 12 games versus 10 games in a three-week playoff schedule, so they've missed... A th- you know, two-thirds of a game per week you know, discrepancy, which is very easy to overcome, um, I think you're doing yourself and your fantasy team a gigantic disservice. So I'll throw all those disclaimers out there now. But we are going to talk about 
yeah, playoff schedules. We're going to talk about playoff dates. And we're going to talk about how that can be important. But the other thing I do want to talk about here before we start is quality games. Now, you will see me reference this when I do all my weekly previews during the, during the year. You can see it on Basketball Monster as well. This is what the importance of quality games is. A quality game, to me and my definition, is a game that a player plays on a schedule in the NBA that is a light day. And a light day to me is eight or fewer NBA games on that day. And the reason that's important is if your guy, if your player that you have, you pick up off the waiver wire or that you draft, who is your 11th best player, for example, you draft him, pick round 10, round 11, you draft them, and they play the majority of their games on days when there are 10 NBA games on, they're those days that anything over nine, like if you've got 10 games on a day, you will have to make a start decision. You will have to bench. You will have 11, 12 guys active and you will have to bench somebody on those days. So there's not clear, and depending on how your position eligibility goes, there's no clear roster spot available. If your player is playing way more games on the low volume days, on a six game day, a seven game day, a four game day, we don't have that problem. They just, they just play. So every game that they're available on those days, they play. And there are wild discrepancies. The Golden State Warriors have 61 of their 82 games on days with eight or fewer games. Of course, COVID rescheduling can change that. So if you're taking Jordan Poole in the last round, Draymond Green in the mid-rounds, and you're not the, generally a mid-round guy, you're not going to have to make that decision to sit them. It's when you're looking at flyers at the end of a draft. Andrew Wiggins, Jordan Poole, James Blunty Wiseman. When you're looking at those guys at the end of the draft, realize that they have absolutely the best schedule. They will play on the, on the, on the most low-volume days out of everybody. The next highest team is the Clippers with 57. So that benefits Reggie Jackson, Nick Batum, Marcus Morris, Terrence, ben- and Terrence Mann, Ivica Zubats, Serge Barker. All of these guys who are going to be in the 110 to 160 type range most likely when you draft them, like you're going to actually be able to use them way more than other teams. The next highest after that is the Pistons with 56. Very interesting. Very interesting. Philadelphia also has 56. Tyrese Maxey, Cade Cunningham, Killian Hayes. Not so much Cunningham and Alf Stewart, really. Is that you, Mr. Stewart? Well, who the hell else do you think it'd be? Get in here, you pair of flaming galahs. Even like a, a Jeremy Grant. You're going to play those guys most days anyway, but Killian Hayes? Maybe it's Josh Jackson. Maybe it's Hamadou Diallo. It, it isn't, but maybe it is. Sadiq Bay, even, the depressed penis. Maybe you look at him as a last pick. And you go down to the other end of the spectrum. So the Warriors have got 61 of these low-volume days where they play. And, and this is where I'm talking about the discrepancy. The Orlando Magic have 45. That's 16 different. Half of the Magic's games are on high-volume days. So we look at Jalen Suggs. All right, who's probably a later guy. Cole Anthony, Markel Fultz, Chumurakiki. You draft those guys with your last picks and half of the time, you might not even be able to use them. That, that is, that's, that's actually massive. The same goes with Portland, who has 46. And there's not many of those Portland guys because you're know, Covington, Lillard, McCullum, Nurkic, Powell, they're all going to be, you're going to use them every day. And you know, they're bench players of like uh, Anthony Simons. It's not really going to matter. So it's not that important for those players. But the Wizards have 47. Dan Gafford, Tom Bryant, Montrez Harrell, Kyle Kuzma, Rui Hachimura. Hachimura is not good. I, I wouldn't draft him anyway. But if you do pick him as your last pick, 
There's only 47 of his 82 games where it's on a low volume day. So you might not use him half the time. Who else is in that situation? Oklahoma City. You take a flyer on Lou Dort, Darius Baisley at the end of a draft. Do you actually get to use them? Not really. 50, 47 games for that, that player versus 61 for Jordan Poole of the Warriors or Tyrese Maxey at 56 or whatever it is for the Sixers. It's a big difference. So that is something to bear in mind, understanding when you, if you can actually play these players. Now, the idea, I guess, is that you hope that you draft Trimmer Kick and he becomes a top 100 player and you use him every one of his games. But if he's not, if he's 130th and he doesn't get any better than that, then you're not using them for half their games. And it's really, you'd rather be investing that and getting those extra 10, 14, 15 games out of a Warriors player, a Pistons player, a Sixers player, whatever the case may be. That's probably um, probably what you're, uh, what you're looking at in that type of situation. But if you are looking at a situation and you get drafting and you get nervous and you get sweaty, sweat block is the answer. Sweat block is doctor created and doctor recommended. They are the antiperspirant wipes that work for up to seven days. They also have the dry shirt guarantee. If it doesn't keep you dry, you get your money back. What a great deal that is. Sweat block, you get home, you get the wipes, smear them onto your pits, go to bed, have a snooze, get up the next morning, have a wash, off to work, and you're covered. Simple as that, up to seven days. You might have to apply it twice a week, but once a week is generally going to be fine for everybody else who deals with this hyperhidrosis. It's embarrassing. Nobody wants to be dealing with pit stains and pit sweat and swimming pools under their arms. Sweatblock is your answer. And you can get 20% off with Sweatblock if you go to sweatblock.com and use our promo code Locked On. It's also available at Amazon. It's available at CVS, and it's been around for years. But you can also now get it with 20% off. So go to sweatblock.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON and get yourself the best you can get in terms of reducing those excessive sweat problems. Football is back. It's that time of year again. All eyes turn to the gridiron. Professional football, college football, it is back. The NFL preseason's on. Regular season's not too far away. College football's like a week away. And if you want to put your money and your knowledge to the test, Bet Online is the place that you need to go to place your bets. It is your number one spot for pro and college football action this season. All the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest, they're open now at BetOnline. Be sure to also take advantage of their opening day super promo. Promo: Make a bet on the season opener, Thursday, September 9th, Super Bowl champion Buccaneers taking on the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be returned to you up to $25 to new customers signing up using the promo code NFL100. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports, from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait. Take advantage of the fabulous offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline are your online sportsbook experts. All right, so now that I've spoken quality games, let's get into talking about um, playoff schedules. Now, if you're in a Roto League, this does not apply to you at all. All right, so... Thanks for watching. Let it play in the background. Mute it. Whatever. It doesn't apply to you. In a head-to-head points leagues and head-to-head category leagues, this does apply to you. I do not know this for sure because the Yahoo uh, drafts have not begun. Yahoo is not open for the season. I think, going by what they have done in the past, that Yahoo will end their leagues on April the 3rd. The NBA season ends on April the 10th. So default playoffs on Yahoo will be March 14th through to April 3rd, is my guess. That is not what I would recommend when you are setting up your league. Do not do that. I'll get to my recommendation later. But if that is, that is the Yahoo, Yahoo default, 
Now, we have some pretty decent discrepancies across those three weeks. The Portland Trailblazers, the Washington Wizards, and the Philadelphia Flyers. Man, I'm talking hockey. The Philadelphia 76ers play 12 games. They have four games each week of that time frame. That's really important. The problem is, and you might say, well, that's great. I'm going to draft Joel Embiid. They have three back-to-backs over that period. Um, So maybe he sits those games. You are getting really close to the end of the season. There might be some injury management going on there. Be careful of that. You also have two teams in that time frame playing only nine games, the Memphis Grizzlies and the LA Clippers. That's a big discrepancy. So while we talked earlier about how good it is to have the Clippers guys at the back end of your draft because of their quality games, you're maybe taking Paul George in a default playoff format where he only plays nine games over three weeks. If there's someone that's equivalent to him, say Bradley Beal, who plays 12 games, then then that tiebreaker to you probably should be Bradley Beal. Now, Bradley Beal could get traded. I don't think he will. I don't think he will, but maybe he could. And then those 12 games turn into dust. But maybe you're debating Joel Embiid or Paul George. 12 games versus nine games. But again, Embiid's 12 might... Okay, Embiid's 12 might turn into nine for sitting three back-to-backs. Paul George's nine can't turn into 12. Remember that part of it. And if it's yeah, 12 versus 11, I normally wouldn't give a shit. 12 versus 10, there's a little bit of a discrepancy there. 12 versus nine is pretty sizable when you have players who are equivalent in that type of uh, area. So week one of the default Yahoo playoffs, that's March 14th to 20th, the Miami Heat played just two games in that week. So first week of your playoffs, the Heat play two games. So having a two-game week is never ideal. Jimmy Butler, Kyle Lowry, Bam Adebayo, two weeks, two games in the first game week of your playoffs. That's not great. The Lakers have four games, but two of them are back-to-back. So you might say, that's great. Look at that. Russell Westbrook, LeBron, Anthony Davis. Maybe they're so far ahead that they actually sit out one of those games. Maybe it turns into a two-game week for LeBron. Because of those, because of those uh, back-to-backs. That's possible. Week two, March 21st to March 27th. Three teams played two games. The Spurs, the Kings, and the Clippers. Semi-final week. That's rough. Paul George, that's rough. De'Aaron Fox, DeJounte Murray, Maxim Derek White, Rashawn Holmes. It's rough. Two games that week. It's really hard to um, deal with. The Blazers, the Pelicans, and the Rockets, they have four games, but two back-to-backs. Now, I don't see anyone on Portland or New Orleans who are going to be sitting back-to-backs. John Wall probably will in Houston, but Jalen Green, Kevin Porter, Christian Wood probably won't be. So maybe that four games are okay. And you can check our schedule grid on Basketball Monster. There's a link to that in the show description. We can check out the weeks. I'm not going to go through who what every team plays every single week. I just want to go through the highlights of these because we've got other things to talk about in different formats. And then grand final week, March 28th to April the 3rd. There are no team that play, no team plays two games that week. So that's good. You have the Warriors and the Knicks playing four with two back-to-backs. Now, I, the, the Knicks, outside of, outside of Kemba, maybe Kemba's only playing two of those games, although Tom Thibodeau's a, ma- a maniac. But the, the other thing you got, okay, so Tom Thibodeau won't want to sit Kemba Walker on back-to-backs, but he might have ground his knees into dust through all of the season, and he's just coming back from injury in this week, getting ready for the playoffs, and they'll have to play him only two games. The Warriors with Curry, you know, Clay won't play those games, so don't worry. But Clay's not a draftable player, by the way. Uh, Draymond will be fine, so you don't need to worry too much about that. But I think that is worth mentioning about where those teams sit. Again, you can check out the full schedule of the playoffs over on Basketball Monster. Now, here is my recommended playoff schedule. I recommend that you start on the 28th of February. Josh, it's so early. Yeah, yeah. 
But the reason why is so you don't have to deal with the end of season bullshit. If you are a commissioner and you play through to the... And I'll tell you what I'm not doing. I am not going through what a playoff schedule looks like if you play to April the 10th. Because if you do that, you're insane. And if your league does it, you're insane. If you're the commissioner, you're insane. If your commissioner wants to do it, he's insane. Do never, ever play. If you do that, play your fantasy football through to, what, week 18 this year. Play it and see how fun it is. It's shithouse. It is dreadful. In a roto league, sure, you can play through to the end of the year. Head-to-head league, you never do it. And to me... Two weeks is even, you know, cutting the last two weeks of the season, there's so much shenanigans that goes on there. I wouldn't even worry about that. I'm cutting three weeks off the end of the season. This basically coming out 28th to March 20th, February 28th to March 20th. It's right after the All-Star break. So the last week of the regular season is the combined All-Star week break. And then you're straight into playoffs. And it seems early, but again, you do not want to be playing when everybody is sitting, everybody is resting, and you've got absolutely random spuds. Santi Aldama's playing 30 minutes in your championship week. Nobody wants to have a, a league decided that way. So please just don't do it. So this is what I want to do. Remove the last three weeks. Go February 28th to March 20th. Many of you will hate this. Oh, you cut too much of the season. I, dudes, there's still 20 plus weeks of the year we're dealing with here. In this time frame, 24 teams play either 11 or 10 games. No 12 game teams in that, in that uh, schedule. Five teams play nine games, and the Chicago Bulls play eight games. That is rough. Eight games is rough. Now, it is only eight versus a high of 11, so it's not as terrible if you had 12-game teams in there versus um, eight-game teams. But you've also got the Hornets, the Celtics, the Nets, the Warriors, and the Blazers that play nine games over this time frame. So you've got six teams that play fewer than 10. And they're probably the ones that you're going to have less value on there for those guys. Everyone else, 11 or 10. But Hornets, Boston, Nets, Warriors, Blazers, and then the Bulls with only eight games is pretty rough. Now, I guess the good thing is, is a lot of those teams don't have back-to-backs. Um, let's look at week one of this schedule. From February 28th to March 6th, the Bulls, the Hawks, and the Blazers all have just two games. So the Bulls have a 2-3-3 playoff schedule in this format. That's really bad. So if you are looking at Levine or Vucevic or DeRozan or Lonzo, it's pretty rough. It's pretty rough. Minnesota has four games with two back-to-backs in this week. I don't expect Towns or Russell or Edwards are going to be sitting. That's not a big deal, but it's worth mentioning. Semi-final week, March 17th to 13th. There are no two-game weeks, which is great. And the Jazz have four games with two back-to-backs. Mike Conley might sit one of those, but I think we're early enough in the season. We're still a month away from the end of the year. There's not going to be wholesale rest there. And then championship week, the Heat have two games and the Lakers have four games. That's week one of the default Yahoo playoffs, like we already talked about um, a little bit earlier on. I do have to tell you now that this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto, though, which is the place that you need to go for parts for your car. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models of cars, it's often impossible or even intimidating to go to a local chain store to get those parts. You don't want to endure pointless questioning or intimidating questioning from the bloke behind the counter because they're just going to go to their computer, order the only parts that their warehouse carries. When you can go on your phone or on your computer to rockauto.com and find those parts that you need, almost always, at a cheaper price. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. 30, 50, even 100% you can save on these prices. You don't have to pay that extra. There's no need for it. The Rock Auto prices are reliably low and they have been serving do-it-yourselfers for 20 years online. Everything you can need, brake parts, 
tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Go and explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, so that's my recommended schedule. There is also an alternate schedule where you can cut off the last two weeks of the regular season, March 7th to March 27th. A lot of people will go this route. Again, I think it's... It's fine. It's better than what the default is. It's not as good as the one that I recommend because why would I recommend something that I don't think is good as something else? But it's an okay in-between thing if you want to just squeeze that one extra week out of the year. Only one team plays 12 games. That's the Utah Jazz. Don Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, uh, Boyan Bogdanovich, Jordy Clarkson, Joe Ingles, all these guys, they get a bit boost in this format. But there is a ton of teams that play only nine games. Six of them, in fact. The Pacers, the Grizzlies, the Bucks. The Celtics, the Clippers, and the Kings play nine games in this time frame. That's big. You, you, then you're going to be really heavily concentrating onto the 11-game teams, Lakers, Suns, Pelicans, Blazers, Mavericks, Hawks, Knicks, Wolves, Pistons, Rockets, Sixers, Wizards, all play 11, plus the Jazz with 12. And those six teams with the nine games is pretty rough. Especially when you look at the Clippers, who've got two back-to-backs in their nine-game uh, three-week period. That's a little bit rough as well. So that's a very wild schedule. And again... You've got to use this stuff, amount of games played, back-to-backs, rest opportunities, as well as quality games. And it's also important to look at if a team plays on a Monday and then they don't play again into a Saturday, Sunday back-to-back, yeah, that's three games, but that's you're leaving an open roster spot for five days in the middle of that week or four days. Is that worth it? And that's why planning this stuff in advance up until April can often be detrimental because you get so hyper-focused on, oh, shit, what's going to happen in the playoffs? When, dude, you've got to get there first and so much can change by the time you actually get there. The second week, uh, sorry, the week one of that schedule, yeah, no, no teams play two games, but the Jazz have four games as we talked about already. Week two is March 14th to 20th. We've spoken about all these weeks already in the other, in the other formats. Miami has two games. The Lakers have four games with the back-to-backs. And then we go to the, the grand final week, the championship week of this schedule, March 21st to 27th. The Spurs, the Clippers, and the Kings have two games, while the Rockets, Blazers, and Pelicans have four games with two back-to-backs. There's more teams that have four games there as well. Some other schedule quirks that are important. Week 3, 21. So try again. Week 3, 12, 21. 24 and 25, which are the final weeks of the season, which I don't think you should be playing. So if we want to use the weeks that we're only playing... 3, 3, 12, and 21 are the only weeks of the season that don't include a team with two games. So while we might panic when our team plays two games, it's going to happen basically every week of the season where there is a team that is playing only two games. It is going to happen every week. Week 3, 12, and 21 are the only weeks where that isn't happening, not including 24 and 25 because, again, we're not playing those weeks. So that's important to note. It's also important to note that throughout the season, there is only two teams that play a five-game week. Memphis has it in week 12, and San Antonio has it in week 8. That is it. There are only two five-game weeks. So it's great to have Derek White, DeJounte Murray, Jakob Pertl, Keldon Johnson even, Thad Young, Doug McDermott for that five-game week in week 8. Memphis, DeAnthony Melton, Ja Morant, Dylan Brooks, Kyle Anderson, Jaron Jackson, Stephen Adams. That's great for that one week, but we're not having this happen a whole, whole bunch. So that is, um, that's important as well. There are seven teams. Now, the All-Star break 
is like the starting on the 14th, ending on the 27th, your league absolutely needs to mix those two together into one week. Because you don't want one game weeks or, or two game weeks. You make it one combined matchup. But in that one combined matchup, there are seven teams that play five games. So while it's not a five-game week technically, this is the other time of the year when you can have uh, get a benefit from teams that play five games. So the Nuggets, the Pistons, the Suns, the Clippers, the Celtics, the Pelicans, and the Rockets all play five games over that all-star break period, whereas the Magic, the Cavs, and the Lakers play three games. So there is a bit of a discrepancy there that when you and it's more important when you're looking at free agent ads throughout that time. But we're going to be looking at those five games that we can get. And for example, the Clippers and the Pelicans in those five game weeks, that five game All Star break, all five of their games are on low volume days. So you got five quality games. So you can add maybe it's Trey Murphy, maybe he's having a bit of a breakout, maybe it's Josh the Hitman Hart, maybe it's Reggie Jackson, Nick Batum, and you can play them five games throughout that whole week versus a waiver wire Lakers player, Carmelo Anthony, Kendrick Nunn, Trevor Ariza. They have three games and only two of them are quality games. So you get two games versus five of Josh Hart. So that's just an interesting schedule quirk that I think we're paying attention to. But again, during the season, every week I do a weekly schedule preview that helps you work out your streaming strategy, how to how to work the games and which teams and which players to attra- attack, which players to add based on schedule, quality games, or back-to-backs, where rests occur, all that sort of stuff. It's good to have an idea of these things, those massive discrepancies between a late-round Warriors pick and a late-round Magic pick based on quality games, a discrepancy based on a Clippers player versus a Wizards player in your early rounds for a default Yahoo draft, getting a Bulls guy early on in a Josh-recommended fantasy playoff schedule. That's not a great idea. Having all those things in your head is an important tool, but it's not the be-all and end-all. So much can change, and that is important for you to know. That will do it for today's show. Tomorrow's show, I think I'm going to be doing a show on punting, but I'm not certain. We'll come back to that. We'll find out tomorrow what I'm doing. But there'll be a show tomorrow, of course. Follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. If you're here on YouTube, say hi to Steph and LeBron, my LeBron and Steph Funko Pops. Say hi to me. Give me a thumbs up. Leave a comment down below. Flick the notification bell. You're not going to want to miss anything in these two months leading up to the season. Mock drafts, position tiers, um, team previews. So much shit coming down. I'm going to lose my voice. Almost guaranteed, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.